Welcome to That Tattoo Show, hosted by me, Paul Talbot and Chris Harrison. Each month we sit down and discuss current tattoo topics, including how the internet, social media and technology in general have changed the challenges facing the modern day tattooists in an informal, down-to-earth way that's aimed at artists of all levels and abilities. That Tattoo Show is made possible with the support of Electrum Supply. Head over to www.electrumsupply.com and pick up some industry-leading tattoo products for your next tattoo. Who's going to start? You should do the intro because you've been ill, innit? They'll be glad to see you back, I think. I, I do you know what? A few of them have been making some nice comments. Anyway, what is happening, guys? My name is Chris. And I'm Paul. And welcome back to another visual episode of That Tattoo Show. Where the fuck have you been? Yeah, you're probably wondering where we've been. <laughs> we did record about four episodes for last month. They're all on Spotify because Paul got a new computer, didn't he? Yeah, well, it's not a new computer. I just swapped my computers over and, yeah, it took three days to swap the computers over because I've got, I use one computer for design and one computer for music and I'd got them the wrong way around. So I'd got a bit of time off, I thought. So I swapped them over and uh, I obviously didn't check a couple of settings. (laughs) And so I managed to keep, I managed to keep all the audio and none of the video. Well done, Paul. You know. We'll put that up on the Paul's fuck up board. <laughs> <laughs> but you know what? That is what it is. Life happens. So other than being ill, what have you been up to? Obviously recovering. Like it was really annoying because for a long time, like it, it felt like an eternity. Like 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 just just coughing. I'm just sitting here thinking like when the f- is going to stop. So just coughing for yeah, eternity. Yeah. So like I'm I, I'm 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 okay now. So, it's almost really weird. Like some days, like I feel like my voice is okay right now. But then, like, some days, my voice is still funny. Um, so, And I've still got a bit of a cough and everything. So I've started exercising again. Uh, and sh- uh, so I actually went to the gym before <laughs> like, we've we done this. I had, like, a, a gap between my appointments. I thought, fuck it, you know what? I'm just going to go down here and train. Like, I need to. I need to get back on it. My belly's got to go. Like, my extra chin that I've grown has got to go. Uh, but no, I've just been flat out working, man. Like, working, also yeah, getting back into the reviews. Like, I've just put it, well, by the time this is is, is shown, the, the review would have been up for a while. But obviously, you know, when we're filming this, it's a couple of days after I released the Bishop Power Wand review. And, I'm, and well, I, I think, like, being ill and having a bit of time away from making reviews is maybe thinking, you know what? Rather than busting out, like, one a week or whatever, I'm, I am going to take my time because I really enjoyed taking my time filming it and like getting all the cool little b-roll shots just to make it look a little bit cooler and also like you know know, testing it and stuff like that as well so yeah just been working catching up on things like trying to buy a house i'm in the process of doing that for my dad um and we all (laughs) but yeah how are you what are you up to I mean, I've, I mean, I haven't been ill. Uh, Karen was ill, so uh, instead of uh, having my week off, I I came in uh, to the studio, and obviously I've got nothing planned. I had planned to basically sit in my underwear and play Days Gone for a week, you know, and do absolutely bugger all, but uh, that didn't happen. And so I, I come into the shop, and of course I've got nothing planned, so I thought, okay, what I'll do, I'll swap these two computers over, I'll get the laptop really set up. I wanted to get a few things done, because I want to make some, I know, I mean, I use Affinity, but I know most tattooists use Procreate, and I've, uh, I wanted to make some brushes, uh, and I've got a massive collection of brushes that I've made over the years that were for Photoshop initially, and now I use them for Affinity. Speaking of brushes, right, I, 
went on that Tattoo Smart website the other day and I bought a fucking shitload of brushes. <laughs> it did some really cool st- stuff on it. Like, I think when you've been tattooing, right, for so long, there's certain things that you just really can't be asked to draw. And if the reference is there, it's just easier. Like, so <laughs> I got like a load of brushes just so I can just like have a, it just makes my job a lot easier. And like, I'm always about efficiency. Like there's certain things, obviously I will draw from scratch, like, but like that was fucking just so handy. Like. At the end of the day, one rose is very similar to another rose. And it just, when you're doing it commercially, you like, it's, you know, you shade them differently and all that sort of stuff. It's only the basic outline and all that. You know, yeah, so but you've got that the, the, the rose kit and you can build up your own rose and, and like you know that that's handy. Um, yeah, I just thought I'd give it a go, and it works really well. Like, and it, what I find is like yeah, all the guys here have got them. All the guys the here have got the you know all them. They got skulls and roses and all the kinds of stuff. You know, and I and I thought well, the the tools that I use because I don't really use them as brushes. I use them like stamps for erasing yeah. stuff. I thought well that would be perfect for Procreate, and it might be of interest to some some of the guys. So I thought well I'll make my own and, and I'll put them out. So I thought I'll do that. It took me. To get the music computer moved over, it took three days to copy all of the instruments across because they're all digital. And uh, it's a good job I bought a two terabyte hard drive to do it all with because it's 1.3 terabytes by the time you move it over, which is why my laptop was struggling, (laughs) given that it's only got a one terabyte hard drive. (laughs) (laughs) So... um, so there was that, and then we hit a load of, or I say we, I hit a load of deadlines for the One Glide. So the website had to be built yes. because the One Glide is now available. Uh, more about that later. And also my mate's guitar show. Uh, and the reason I'm telling you about that is I will link back to this bit later on in the show. I, I do all the graphic design for my mate who normally sits there, like, you know what I mean? We, we had a bit of a nightmare because we thought we'd done a load of planning for the show but we did it in 2020 mm-hmm. right? right and we remember doing a lot more planning than we'd actually done so as we start hitting the deadlines for all of the stuff we realized that we hadn't got any graphics right right and this is like right up until the week before the show he phoned me in a panic and went we haven't got an outdoor banner so i like i'm literally sitting there with, <laughs> with my laptop Watching the telly, designing a six-metre-wide banner and going, dude, you're going to have to take some photos of, of some stuff. So he's like, okay, I'll pull one of my guitars out, I'll pull an amp out. So I've just had I've just had loads and loads of graphic design stuff to do. Um, and, you know, and that, I'm, I'm past all of that stuff now, so it's okay, which is which is great, you know. But it was a bit of a, a, bit of a fucking nightmare through the middle of it. I just, I just felt like I was just spinning my wheels everywhere. You know when you just yeah, got yeah. so many things and you think you're getting through them and somebody, it feels like somebody just keeps coming in and putting another big pile of work there. You know, yeah. you're like, fucking, I can't clear this work off. But I'm all right now, it's all good. It's like, you know, like this weekend, right? Fuck. Probably the most expensive weekend I've had in a while, like... Like my my um the tires on the front of my car have been like going bald on the edges like so I think the tracking and yeah, everything was out. So I thought, oh, I'll go down now. I'll get two new front tires. But because of the types of tires that I had, which are like these climate control ones, or I don't know what the fuck they're called, but they're the ones that like you know you need to have a full set. Like I mean, they they won't work well. Yeah. So yeah. I went down there and the guy was like, oh yeah, you need a full set of tires. I'm like, how much are we looking? And obviously this is the first time I've bought like I got an Outlander. Mitsubishi Outlander, the hybrid one, so it's like an SUV. So it's the first time I bought new tyres for it. And, like, you know, bearing in mind, I've had it for, like, two, nearly two years, and, it's like, the tyres last fucking ages, like, the good ones. So I'm like, how much, how much are they? And he's like, oh, £600. 
And he's like, I got another set beer that is 750. And I was like, I'll go for the 600 pound ones, please. Yeah, 600 pound, please. Paid 600 bucks for some new tyres, right? Went home, started watching TV in the evening. And then, you know, like the, the backlights on the TVs, on the, or the side lights, yeah, yeah. let's say, uh, went. So now I've got to buy a new TV, which is going to cost me like, you know, four or five Oh, days. Christ. Uh, and I had to buy a new tumble dryer as well. So, like, in the space of a week, I've had to literally spend, like, thirteen, fourteen hundred pound in one week on just, like, shit that I never needed to have to spend shit on. Like, I absolutely hate buying things like dishwashers and washing machines because it just feels like you're not getting anything. It's just like, it's just a washing machine. You can't get excited about washing machines, can you? It's just not possible. Maybe you can't. I mean, maybe you can, but I can't. I can't get excited about washing machines. Yeah, I, I was just, like, happy just to get it done. And I even tried repairing the tumble dryer that broke. Uh but it was just too far gone. But the one I got, it's got like all these, it's, it's got like, it's, the, the one I had, it's just like, you know, turn off for 60 minutes. Now it's like, do you want to dry your clothes for ironing <laughs> or for this? I'm like, no, I just want to put on for like 60 minutes. The first time I've had to, I had to, I had to sit there and read the manual to try and work out how to, to use my tumble dryer. Like. Jesus. So we've established that me and Chris are both skint because we're buying houses and we're completely broke. And in keeping with that, we thought what we would do this week is bring you some essential tattoo kit that costs under a hundred quid each item. Chris. Yo. Three bits of tattoo kit that didn't cost a fortune because we're both broke and we've got to, we've got to save a few quid. Just so you know, what, what we're talking about here is we always talk about the big stuff, like the machines, the ink, the needles, all that sort of stuff. But we were chatting about this just, be just before we started recording. We were both saying that there's some stuff that's cost you not a huge amount of money, but you use it every day. But because it's not one of the, the heroes of tattooing, like the rock star headliners of tattooing, you forget all about it. So I said to him, like, think of three items that maybe didn't cost you the earth maybe you don't think about them as being essential in tattooing but actually it's the kind of thing that when you get somewhere like a guest spot or a convention you go shit i wish i'd packed that because it's really really handy so chris is going to give you his three and then i'll give you my three and we'll see how we get on so the first one i actually don't know what it's called it's like one of these um it's a jeweler's you know, like loop jeweler's loop I've got about four of them yeah. that I got I free at conventions. Companies come around with their logos printed on and give them you. It's a great gift for a tattooist. That if, you, if you're a company and you're thinking about doing a great gift for tattooists that they'll keep and use, get your logo printed on a jeweler's loop. Because I've still got, a, I think, a Tatsol one that I've used yeah, for years. They only, they only cost like a, like 15 quid, isn't it? That's what I'm trying to find the price of it now. Like you, you go on a tattoo supply company website, right? And I bet you any money... They, I bet you do not even call the jeweler's loop on you. I don't know if that's the right name, actually. While I think about it, I don't know if jeweler's loop is the correct uh, name for it. I just want to find out how much these bloody things cost. Like a uh, tenner, twenty quid, something like it that. Can't, can't be, be that expensive. Much. Mind you, the way the way the, the the way everything's going up in price in tattooing, it'll probably be like five hundred pounds. Coming up <laughs> in a future episode. The Tattoo Rake Back. Look out for that. It'll be coming up soon. While you're looking it up, shall I tell them about my first item? Yeah, you tell them about your first item, and I'm going to find this, because it's doing my head in. It is, sorry, guys. My first item is one of two items that come from the same company. Now, I don't know if you can even buy these, because I've never actually purchased one. I've just... I got given them free with tattoo machines, so I don't know if they were, like, a limited edition freebie or something. Since I got them... 
they're so good that I've actually looked into trying to get some made with the Tattoo Show's logo on them because they, they literally sit on my oh. light stand all day long. <laughs> right? I must have half a dozen of them knocking about around the shop and I use them every single day. So if, like me, you like flat printouts of your artwork, I like to have a printout of my artwork because putting an iPad on your client's back while you're tattooing them is not nearly as convenient as just having a bit of paper there, you know? But and then when I'm not using the reference or I don't need it right in front of me, I like to just have it hanging on my light stand. And the thing that I use, there you go, that is a little helper from the company Ego, which is owned by Bez, they are wicked. They actually make some really, really good products, right? They make some really good tattoo machines. Bez was making low-cost plastic tattoo machines to help people transition from rotaries to coils at least a decade ago, to my knowledge. Coils to rotaries. And, yeah, well, sorry, coils to rotaries. So that is an ego little helper. It's got a magnet on the back, and you just you put it onto your light stand, and uh, it holds your artwork there. Now... You might think, well, you could just buy a fridge magnet, and I suppose you could, but yeah, you could. I just thought that's the most genius idea I've ever seen. It's so helpful, and literally, I use them every single time I tattoo. I use them all the time. Yeah, they, we use them all the time. I have a lot. I think we've got one on the fridge. Brilliant ideas. So if you are a company that make uh, fridge magnets and you can make something like that, drop me an email because I want to get some with the Tattoo Show's logo on because it's it's perfect to go on there. If not, go and buy them off Bez. Because, um, or ask him, because he might not make them still, you know. This is called, it is called the Jeweler's Loop. Now, what I've done is I found these on Amazon, so we can link them in the description or the comment, yeah, description below. These, you can pick them up for like four quid, a tenner, 12 pound, even it'll go up to like 35 pound. A Jeweler's Loop, I think, is one of the most essential pieces of kits especially in the current climate that we're in with tattooing where there are a lot of um, low no budget needle brands where they don't have the same quality control as some of the others. Absolutely. They don't go to the same quality control check. So it's always handy to kind of like have a little butchers, see if you've got any barbed needles. If you have, chuck them out. And obviously you don't want to use a barbed needle or a hooked needle. Or a blunt needle. None of these are faults on a needle that you can see with the naked eye. You need to magnify it. And that's all the jeweler's loop does. It massively magnifies it. I don't actually use any needles until I've checked them. I check every single needle I use before I put it into the client. Every single one. I thought you'd be like, I actually don't use jeweler's loop because I don't give a fuck. No. As good as the companies are, stuff happens. You know, they catch a needle when they're packaging it or something like that. Obviously, with the better brands that have got higher quality control, there's much less of it. Yeah, on. Oh, uh, but with the cheaper brands, some of them brands, you get one a box. When you're paying very low price, you go, oh, well, I'll just throw it in the bin. But I do find with the better needle brands, it's much less common. You get the odd one. Yeah. So, yeah, jeweler's loop's a great shout, mate. What you got up next? So up next, right, I had this given to me, right? I've always thought, like, what's the actual point? This is called an electric tattoo ink mixer color blender thingy-mabob. It is one of these plastic things that you bang some batteries in it and you get, like, these disposable little ink stirrers. You put them on the end and you just press the button. Yeah. So when you're mixing up, so if you're a color realist or you're a color artist and you want to mix your own colors, I... 100% right will turn on and tell you that before I used this I was like what's the point 
why I could just do this. I just use a, 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 a you know a knee, end of a needle bar. That was the old way of doing it when you when you yeah. had needles on bars. The eye loop at the bottom, you just get a bar because you'd always got loads of needle bars knocking around, and you twist just, it in you your just twist, twist it in your finger. And away you go. I've got to admit, because you sent me one, because you sent me the pink one of them, didn't you? So I've, yeah. I've, I've, I have the pink one. But it's good, because I don't lose it then. I was actually terrified of them, because I thought, I looked at it and went, um, I'm so clumsy, I am just going to destroy my fucking station. Oh, no, sometimes it does. I'll put it in, it just splatters everywhere. I will say, I 100% use this way more yeah. than I ever thought I would have used it. I use it, like, even when I do black and grey, because, like... I've been using that whitewash, that raw make, and I'm still waiting from where are you? I'm waiting for you Hello. to send me stuff instead of arrive. So like while I'm waiting, I'm having to use like a different black and grey set, and I'm just like putting a drop of white in every pot in every ink cap, and this is just like whizzing it up. Yeah, wicked, absolutely essential. And something like this, you're looking at like eight quid, something like that. Great idea, great. But it, I mean, I use mine. I didn't think I'd use it more than once, and then I'd be phoning Chris and going, "I never use it," but I actually do use it quite a bit for mixing up inks and and different bits and pieces. And then and it's it's great when you get like you know when you just all your inks are between the shades and you just go, that blue just needs to be a little bit greener and you can just like, job done. There you go. There's your bluey green colour that you wanted. You know, if you're not quite there, particularly if you're doing, you know, colour realism, it's really, really handy to mix up exactly the right shades. So, yeah. Oh, 100%. What's your next one? This product, I used it. When I used Photoshop, I used it every single day in Photoshop. It's. I, I think this is really, really good for two jobs, one that it's designed for and one that it probably isn't really. Now, a lot of you who use Procreate, you'll know that Procreate has got a 3D section now and you can you can actually map stuff onto 3D. But when I started using it in Procreate, I was a little bit disappointed with the models and how the 3D mapping works. So I've called Bez. He made like a 3D plugin thing for Photoshop that allowed you to map your artwork onto 3D models. And I said to him, hey, do you remember that thing that you made for Photoshop? I don't suppose you've thought about making it for Procreate. And he went, yeah, I made it a year ago. It's on the website. So I bought it for 26 quid. So what you end up with is there's my Procreate. That's a piece of artwork that I've mapped onto a sleeve. This is a piece of artwork that I've got kind of in progress. I'm about halfway through, you know. What I find brilliant about this, you know when you do the kind of work that I do, when I first started putting together large-scale pieces, what I found was I was really struggling with, you know, you want to put a straight line down the body, but I knew, looking at it, that a straight line down the body, I didn't want to be one of them graphic tattooists that does these tattoos. You've got to, like, stand exactly like that or your tattoo looks like shit. I've always believed that all really, really good tattoos, they flow with the body. Now, I'm I'm not talking about flowing like Japanese. I still want it to flow like my stuff. And I was like, how do I envisage what's going to happen to that straight line when the client does it unless they're in the room and i wanted to be able to design it with some confidence so originally it was a dvd and it worked in photoshop it's called design through chaos bears actually designed it as a thinking and creative tool because tattooing's quite tight you know you can't afford to make mistakes and you want to be bang on and we don't get a lot of opportunity to just grab a photo off google wrap it round a sleeve and, and see what happens. Mm. Where Bez's one is different from all the other 3D models that I've found in Procreate is there's a 2D layer. So you can actually turn the 2D layer on, place your artwork exactly where you want it. You can even, I've tried it and done it, you can even take a photo, you know if you're working on a cover-up, you can take a photo of the client's arm, 
right? And then map it onto the 3D and then work out where you need to be. And so it really helps for like cover-ups. It helps for designing sleeves because you can rotate it and you can go, oh, that thing that goes down the arm now, the, the movement is different. Maybe it doesn't look right. Maybe I'll move that up. And that's not decisions you want to be making on the day that you're tattooing. You want to be doing this before you send the artwork to the client. Yeah. I use it as a like a design tool, as an idea generator of like, oh, what would that look like if I just did this crazy thing? And I can just look at loads of things. Most of them are complete crap <laughs> but every now and again you just get like a genius one that you go fuck that's brilliant i'll just I'll, I'll, I'll work with that when i make the artwork and i map it onto the onto the arm what i do is i record the screen on my ipad rotate it round, and i just send a client a little movie of it yeah that's awesome not only the flat artwork but they can actually see what it's going to look like sort of i mean it's not super accurate but it's, it doesn't need to be it's only to give people an idea and I find it really helps the client and me envisage what the what is this sleeve going to look like and how will it move and will it move nicely and attractive. You know yourself, you put something here on the wrist, because the wrist moves completely differently from the forearm, you can have quite ugly distortion yeah. if you, you know. And so this allows me to, to check that stuff. And it's 26 quid. And it's not just an arm, it's legs, backs, chests, heads. There's a full body in there as well. And I just think for 26 quid, just you got to go and just go and buy it. It's brilliant, absolutely brilliant. I used it every single design, pretty much. I used it when it was a Photoshop plugin, and I've missed it since they updated Photoshop, and I couldn't use it anymore. And you couldn't use it. Like it's the reason that I've learned uh, Procreate because the moment I knew that it could do it, and Affinity doesn't do this, it doesn't have a 3D section in it, I literally learned Procreate just so I could use this tool. And I couldn't give it a better review. I genuinely think it's one of them ones where I went, where I could honestly say, I think it's a game changer. I feel like my sleeves are better planned out. I've got a much better idea of where I'm going. I'm more confident when I send the stuff out to the client because I know how it's going to look and all that sort of stuff. And I think the clients are happier because they get a, you know, instead of just getting this fucking random A4 sheet of like fucking objects, They've got a sleeve to look at, you know? Yeah. And I think it's really, it's really, really cool. Go get it. It's brilliant. You know, pick yourself up some of the little helpers at the same time. Uh, I noticed the other day, it, it looks like he's actually got a wireless version of the Ego switch that he made. His triangle system that was on the Ego, the little oh. V1. It's a great idea, Fucking that amazing. was. Yeah, great idea. Like, just two little two little rubber triangles that actually work at mimicking the feel of a coil machine. It was actually a really, really good little bit of kit. I, I know... When they came out, when they first came out, they didn't drive cartridges because they were they were quite um, low-powered motors. They yeah. would easily drive needle bars and stuff. But I would imagine that, you know, they're probably on fucking version 10 by now or something, but I would imagine they run cartridges now, no problem, you know. Yeah, yeah. And it's a great little machine, nice geometry. Um, it's well worth, actually, they're well worth looking looking into his machines, you know what I mean? Certainly the, the, those little V1s, if you're still, if you're transitioning, if you've got coils or you work with needles on bars and, um, you know, disposable grips and all that sort of stuff, you could do much worse and get one of them machines. They're pretty cool, you know what I mean? Okay. What I have next is not a tattoo-specific object, right? Now, we've got a picture, we'll have to put a picture up to show people, but I think with the nature of the way tattooing is at the moment, with social media, with TikTok, you know, 
there's a company called Small Rig. They make like devices for cameras, like cages, and you know, you know what I'm about, you, Paul. I'm looking at a small rig cage right now. The camera that I'm talking to you on, it's got a small rig cage all the way around. Well, it. I bought a small rig mobile cage for iPhone. It's perfect because I've got this little device now that I can stick to my ring light that's above me. I can, it's got like all different mounting segments on there so I can mount, like my phone is mounted onto a, Mon, a Manfrotto arm. I can put it on a tripod, I can put it onto, uh, I can I can put a microphone onto it, I can put a light on it, you know, you, you could do whatever. You can actually mount different lenses on the back, you can mount filters to it because we know everyone loves using fucking filters to take pictures of tattoos. But it's thirty three ninety nine. The other good thing about it is because it's metal, it just saves your phone. I drop, I got dinks and dents all through mine, and it's there. You go. My phone That's is what you want. Saved as soon as I saw that, it released it for the iPhone. Yeah, it's a good shout. I mean, my last two cameras, my last two cameras have had small rig cages around them. I told you I was going to come back to the guitar show. So my mate who runs the guitar show, I went up to the guitar show and had to walk around support his show. He's had a terrible couple of years trying to get the show off the ground. Uh, we share an office, so I'm well aware of how bad things have been going because the amount of times he's put the phone down and gone, fuck me, you know, fucking hell, not again. You know, he's one of the people in the music industry that hasn't earned any money for two years. And a lot of my mates are in, in the music industry. Oh, tough, they've, they've, had it, they've had it really, really tough. So I went up to support him. And as I was walking around, because I'd recently had a conversation with Sam, my, my old apprentice, about how much noise bothers me. And he was telling me, now he knew the name of this condition, and he was telling me that there's there's a certain people have this condition where they're incredibly sensitive to high-frequency noise and beats that don't match up. Right, so I'm walking around this. So I've got to explain to you, imagine a room with a hundred guitarists all playing different songs incredibly fucking loud <laughs> at the same time. Like, literally, you are screaming in someone's face to, to try and do it because it's, it's, it's insane. They do, and what they do is they do 30 minutes of noise and then 30 minutes of quiet, 30 minutes of noise because you want to try, you want to try an amp out, you want to try a guitar out, you need a bit of volume, right? During the noisy time, I was walking around the corner and I came to a little stand that of a company whose name I'll put up on there because I've, uh, I've forgotten their name. They make in-ear monitors for musicians. So you'll have seen them, they're, you know, they're these coloured big plugs that go in the whole ear. And that's how the, the, the musicians, when they're standing on stage, that's how they're hearing all the other people in the band, right? And I noticed as I was walking past uh, that they make them now this, exactly the same thing, but not as an in-ear monitor, because I'm not going on a stage, I don't need an in-ear monitor, but they make them as a sleeve for your AirPods, you just put your AirPods in them and you get all the benefits of the noise cancelling cool. and the, the filtering and the, and the reduction, but you can have your AirPods in. 99 quid, I'm going to have a go. And I knew I'd made the right decision where, because they obviously they have to mould them to your ears, so they, they, they have to pour this stuff into your ears and everything. When they poured it in and it just, the, the whole world went shh, like that. A fucking hell, Chris. I have not. I haven't been that calm for ten years because it really bothers me. Like, like we were talking about conventions before we first came on. I said one of the one of the things that really bothers me about it is when I can hear the PA in the next room as well as somebody's boombox next to me, and the beats don't match up, and you get this, and it just drives me fucking crazy man <laughs> if you struggle with noisy environments, if you struggle concentrating, and this is one of your concerns about going doing guest spots or 
going and doing a convention or something, uh, look into custom-made in-ear monitors. And uh, I'll put the name of the company up and you can link through to it. And they can make them for your AirPods. And you'll have a great time um, not being able to be able to fucking word people say to you. Because most people talk shit anyway. I mean, I know. We do. All the time. It's, it's our job. Yeah. <laughs> all the time. <laughs> and so that's it. Before Chris uh, explodes into a fit of phlegm and coughing. Oh, I know. It's annoying, isn't it? I think we'll call that an episode. This has been three... <laughs> <laughs> three bits of essential kit that don't cost more than 100 quid each uh, and with that this has been that tattoo show Wee. I was Paul <coughs> oh, and I'm coughing my guts up I'm Chris <laughs> <laughs> is, that your, is that your new tattoo name coughing my Sorry. guts up it's a good name for a tattooist coughing my guts up yeah. doing my logo somebody uh, and that, yeah. with that we'll see <laughs> we'll see you next time guys take care <laughs> <laughs> take it easy ta-da Weep. Mm.